0: The weapons of ancient history all have a story, like how they were
1: used and how they were inspired. But are these amazing stories fact or fiction?
0: Welcome to Weapon Legends!
1: Now a brief history on the poleaxe. The poleaxe was used for many years and was wielded by foot soldiers. To attack other soldiers that were on horseback. This weapon was made out of either iron or steel. It was one of many weapons that was used in the medieval years and the renaissance years. And there were several ways to attack with this because it had three parts to it. The axe blade for cutting, the hook or hammer on the back to clobber someone, and the spike on top to poke and stab people. It was a pretty brutal thing to come up against a soldier wielding it. It was a tall weapon, being up to seven feet long. No wonder they attacked people on horseback. This weapon was designed by the English to be safe to wield. Because of the different parts, it could probably serve as three weapons, an ax, a hammerhead, and a pike. This weapon was basically an ax propped up on a metal spear. It had several names from being used in several parts of Europe. Here are some. polehammer, bec de Corbin, bec de facon, and hatch. This weapon's name comes from the word axe, which means head axe. Another weapon like it is the halbrid, which is basically an improved version of the poleaxe. Apparently, it was such a well-designed weapon, it could cut off limbs in one swing. One thing's for sure, the pole axe put a new page in the history book.
0: In the Middle Ages, jousting was a sport that was very popular, and to be a champion at it meant fame and praise. Jacques Lang was the king of jousting in the 15th century, and at the age of only 20, he fought at a number of tournaments. That same year, he went with the army forces of the Duke of Burgundy to launch a surprise attack on the city of Luxembourg. Three hours before daylight, they assembled, and to get into the city they used scaling ladders. They headed for the town square, and as the fight began, Jacques was in the most thick part of the battle. He was a very big help in that battle because of his skill. Two years later, he took part in a jousting tournament where the king of France and the king of Sicily were present. Jacques probably felt pressure being watched by these great men, but how his fights went, it shows that he was not at all overwhelmed with the pressure. His first opponent, he struck right in the middle of the shield and very hard, which took him and his horse to the ground. His competitor was so stunned that he could not continue the fight, and therefore Jacques took his first victory of the event. For the second opponent, he hit him in the isolates of his helmet, ripping it off his head and again stunning his opponent and winning the match. This move the crowd was quite impressed with. After seeing those two fights, I would not want to challenge this jouster. but a man named Auvergne, although discouraged by his patrons, he insisted on challenging Jacques. So the fight began. Auvergne struck Jacques's shield and splintered his own lance. Jacques then struck him right between the isolates, which was such a hard blow that it showered sparks from his helmet. Auvergne was carried back to his lodging unconscious and bleeding profusely from his mouth, nose, and ears. It took him a full hour to regain his memory, so he definitely should have listened to his patrons. There are many other stories of Jacques victories, but even these stories show that Jacques Lelain was a legend.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. Be sure to leave us a voice message on Anchor of any recommendations for this podcast, or if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review. Stay tuned for more... Weapon Legends.